What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm excited for today's podcast. I think you're going to love this conversation uh, Christine and I have. Um, we just talked life. We talk stories of church planning and vision and dreams and who we are called to be and, and how we've seen um, shadows and markings of God just fulfilling um, really big vision for, for his kingdom to, to walk that out. And uh, man, hang on. There's uh, lots of uh, crazy stories that uh, maybe it's going to provide some context and uh, really some, some joy, some real excitement about what God's doing and, and how we all get to be a part of it. So thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe, like, share. Um, that always helps get the word out there. Uh, we hope to be an encouragement to you and enjoy this conversation. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. Excited. We're, we're celebrating um, all God's been doing for these past years and looking forward to what God's got ahead. Yeah, yeah. So this Sunday was our ninth anniversary celebration. I be, I'll be honest, um, in many ways over the past you know couple of years, um, like five years was like, yay, mm-hmm. like that's a big deal. I knew that seven years is significant. For sure. Both five years and seven years are significant in like church survival st- statistics. Okay. That if mm-hmm. a church makes it to five years, um, it goes from like a 20% success rate to like an 80, like it, it, it flips. It's like an 80% oh, wow. success rate or something like that. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's like a big flip if you can make it to that threshold. Um, um, and so... I had not really considered, I'm like, oh, we're just, we're kind of, ninth is going to be cool. Um, and then like 10's the biggie. And this was such a special day. It was right. such, it was such a special day. Um, just blew, blew my socks off. It was yeah, cool. it's so good. It's so good. We were wrapped up the sermon series, First Things First, uh, wrapping up this time of reading the book of Joshua together and the story of Joshua together and, and also your sermon series going through, kind of walking us through uh, Joshua's story over the course of the month of January and really kind of sat at the end there in Joshua and Joshua 23 and 24 and talking about these promise, right? And and our theme heading into 2022 and really um, our, I love this, by the way, this is something I love, a, a theme heading into a year. Not, so last year in 2021, it was stronger, mm-hmm. right? That we would be stronger in him and stronger together and stronger yeah. in the word. Like I really love a theme, not because I think oh, God requires you to have a word or a theme or a thing. And like, if you don't have that, that there's somehow less than. But I really love that unifying Mm -hmm. aspect of it. Um, And unity is such an important part of being part of the body of Christ. Like, I just really love that unifying aspect. So this every promise theme for our year Mm -hmm. of 2022 really kind of launched with this message. In, in a lot of ways, um, it's a prophetic statement mm-hmm. over 
people, a community. Uh, prophetic statement is really just <clears throat> a word of truth. Sometimes it's a word of correction. Right. But in our case, usually it's not like a heavy word <laughs> of <laughs> correction. Um, but it's not in that it's even foretelling, which we often think about in prophecy, but really it's a word of encouragement, mm-hmm. a word of focus, a word of walking in this truth about our life that God's word tells us. And and so <clears throat> don't talk about that a whole lot, but that's really the more I've, I've thought about it over the years as we've done it, that's really what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's a rallying spiritual truth, you know, for a people, for a group of people to to lean into and, and believe, you know, and so that this year mm-hmm. is just, you know, walking in all the promises that are given to us in Christ. Yeah. And I love that. Um, just kind of that you had three major themes that you saw over these last two chapters of the book of Joshua. Um, and you did that alliteration pastor, you did that pastor alliteration thing if, for me. If you're a person pre- that doesn't like, alliteration. Um, you're just probably, probably not going to like my, my sermons. <laughs> um, every once in a while, there'll be one for you, which alliteration is not present, but um, my brain just thinks in organization and right. efficiency. And, right. and for me, the goal is um, that it's internalized. So uh, not just memorized, but internalized. And oftentimes that helps. Um, alliteration is. does help you're yeah. like, I know that third sure. point is an R word. It's what is an R, it? Right. So it limits what it could yes. possibly be. Right? Exactly. So. And I love that. So these major themes were remembering every promise, remaining in every promise, and recommitting yourself to God for every promise that lies ahead. So this uh, remembering, remaining, and recommitting. And though, <clears throat> like a lot of times there will be something that happens kind of toward the end of the message that I'll like kind of reach out and grab, or there's something that'll happen. You'll say, oh, I don't really have time to go into all of this, mm-hmm. but, and I'll be like, that's oh, that's the thing. You, yeah. That's the thing we're going to talk about. We have all the time. Yeah. Um, what really just was so special to me this weekend was the remembering right there at the beginning where you're telling some stories of remembering the promises and then even allowing people who don't know about these promises that have been fulfilled, you know, what God has done are in the past, they haven't been around for that, like drawing them in and allowing them to be part of that story so that they can then remember. You you weren't here for it, but now you know the story. You know you're a part of it, and now you can remember. And so I really just kind of want to tell some stories Mm. today and talk through some things that we've we've walked through together, you and I, over the last three and a half years, and then other things that, you know, dating back to to even really – kind of want to start before Fathom was planted and, and ask you some questions and, and tell some stories today. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm excited. So let's start pre. Yeah. So I wanted to ask really, you know, when you thought you and Taryn moved to Jacksonville, which is a, to you, a, a not a town that you know about. I mean, you understand it exists because the Jaguars, um, but not a place, it wasn't where you grew up, it wasn't where you had family, it wasn't that you had this massive friend group here, anything like that. So you're you're moving to Jacksonville and you're thinking, we're going to plant a church, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So as you're 
you and Taryn together are praying over what this place is is going to be and and God is guiding you and steering you toward this place what did you i mean what was what dreams was he placing in you what what was happening there just even what fathom would be um yeah <laughs> where where to start we'd be, i'd been to jacksonville i don't, I don't remember if I don't know that Taryn had been much here. We both grew up in Florida for the she grew up in Florida for the most part. I only grew up in Florida. I had been here once in college on a, literally on a tour bus, you know, playing music and literally just drove in late one night did a, a worship thing and we were off the next morning. Right. And that was <laughs> that was that and then when we were young adult and like college pastors, we took our group to St. Augustine mm-hmm. um one time and then I think to Jacksonville Beach another time. And, um, again, like one or two day trips, that's all we saw. It was like St. Augustine and the beach and that's it. Um, and so it was in many ways felt like out of the blue, it was not on our radar to move here. Um, but God had been, had prepared us, I I think, and prepared our hearts and, and vision. And, uh, I'll tell you, it was, it was so much of it, um, at, at, is just it was unfolding in that first six months. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, God, we know you've called us here. Okay, what next? Right? There's this, there's this process to mm-hmm. um, praying in and at, at each step, you know. But um, and we had you know big hopes and big dreams to to see it be a life giving community that it was. Um, it was full of God's spirit. It was full of genuine, like authenticity. Like that. Right. That was, that was a major theme of be a house that people did not put a mask on to come to. Yeah, you know, authenticity. Um, because I felt like much of my life, personally, is I, I it, my own, you know, struggles felt like I lived with a mask and mm-hmm. as that was coming down in my life uh, over the years I I'm like man there's so much freedom here like I want people to feel this and and my own journey even I, just a a church and really that people we, we dream that people would love the church like right Jesus's church right. like not be anti-church, not be like, I'm just going to have this relationship with God and whatever. I'm, I'm not doing that thing with those religious people right. and a bunch of hypocrites and whatever. Not that type of jadedness, which is everywhere right. in our country mm-hmm. and super prevalent in our city. Right. Absolutely. Um, Bible Belt type of. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so God took me on my own journey to just deeply fall in love with his church mm-hmm. and just to give my life for the building of his kingdom through the local church. And, um, so that was, those are, are, are two, you know, larger ones. Um, and again, much of it began to unfold over time. Definitely wanted to, to love people from where they were at and, and see lives being transformed. Yeah. You know, that none of us, we, we didn't stay the same, that we would, be unified around the gospel of Jesus and really grow together, you know? And that's what we've seen. We've seen people growing together, but like growing in him together. Like we're all on different places in this journey and 
um, you know, coming in at different, you know, steps in the journey, different years in the journey, but all growing, right. you know, and, and growing towards Christ. And so, yeah, we, we began to see, you know, I feel like outlines of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, early on um, and, you know, great highs and great lows. And um, I'll tell, I'll tell one story, one, one thing that was um, pretty profound in my life, but it was really going against what we were experiencing right before we launched uh, at the end of 2012. We launched at the beginning of 2013. I, um, you know, when you move to a city and you don't know anybody, yeah, except for the people that you're, you know, prosel- what's the, proselytizing for your <laughs> church, <right? Yes. laughs> That's the only people you know, right? and um, just trying to meet people in the community. Well, and we had one kid, Beckett, um, and at the time, and and so we were, you know, um, didn't have a whole lot going on. We didn't even have services. Like we didn't have a full ministry load like right. we're used to. Like we have twenty people like right. on our team at the point at that point, and right, life looks a lot different than um, in a brand new city where you're just trying to explore. And so we watched a good amount of Netflix, <laughs> right? Um, and I ended up watching this one documentary on Amazon, um, of, of all things. And in the documentary, it talks about how just like their mentality of looking at business is different than most every other business. I mean, they're quite successful. They've, they've done well. I mean, so many people are programmed to open Amazon almost every day. So when you say a documentary on Amazon, you mean a documentary about Amazon, not a documentary you watched on Amazon. Prime. Correct. <laughs> okay. Correct. Yeah. Clarifying. Yep. Um, and it just, it, one, one significant thing spoke, like really hit me and um, very deeply. And it was almost like, so at, at this stage, like things were just picking up steam and like we would end up having a, a very large launch day and, and, and it just felt like everything amazing was happening. But but I watched this documentary and it talked about how every other business looks for an ROI, return on investment, yes. within one to two years. Mm-hmm. If they don't get their ROI in one, two years, it's dead and move on to the next thing. Like they have to get their money back. They don't have that type of runway. And But it said Amazon really looks for a seven-year ROI, that they're literally giving Kindles away. They're giving things away. They're not making money out of these things because they're not trying to get something back right now. Right. They're just giving it away. And, um, man, I, I mean, I get chills thinking about it right now because mm-hmm. that hit me so strong in the moment right. that what God was building would not, the foundations would not be laid in a year or two. We would not see return on our investment and sacrifices in a year or two. Um, and it's crazy. I mean, it's really crazy to think about. But as we launched and and saw the first, you know, it was great, you know, out of the gate. But then we went into a really difficult season, you know, mm-hmm. for, for several years and, and you know, got traction. And we take a step back. We get traction. And, and really, when I say traction, I'm not talking about attendance. I'm, I'm really talking about spiritual growth. I'm talking right. about impact in our community and really... Yeah people catching it on to the vision and growing in their gifts and, and more people just, um, being excited about growing yeah, in their relationship. Yeah. And, and 
knowing that this is a place for them to connect and um, belong and grow in their their faith and 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 family as we say around here. Right. So, um, but it's an, it's been amazing over the past you know several years. I, I, I really it's um, we've seen you know God just really begin to multiply our efforts and um, we've seen just more and more people you know coming to life in Christ. That's you so know true. coming to life in their gifts, coming to life and just loving, belonging in the community, wanting to be together, wanting to just spend time in his word, wanting to have worship nights, wanting to serve in the community, like just generosity, um, just people just wanting to be a part. And so it's been really exciting to be a part of. And um, I could ramble all day, (laughs) but um, we saw some of the outlines of of some of those things early on. and, And, but we've seen things begin to be shaded in and yeah. even grow beyond what we initially thought, maybe what was a seed then and, and honestly was just a seed in our heart and has not been planted in any action over the past several years, right? Those seeds are, are, are being planted and now we're seeing buds. We're seeing like leaves, yeah. like beginning to, to, to grow. So, um, yeah. it's such an exciting season really for cool. us. Yeah. yeah. I am a Jacksonville native. So those of you who don't know, all of my my story and my background. I was born here in Jacksonville. I've never lived outside of the state of Florida, though I've lived in a handful of places in Florida. Um, and so, as an adult, I, I I moved away and then you know came back um, with my husband. Uh, I guess I don't know. I was like 28, I think, when we came back to to Jacksonville, and have been here. Both of my kids were born here. This is this was home to me, even when I was living, even when somewhere else was home. Jacksonville still kind of felt like home, and it's actually also the first place, like it's the first place for church hurt, like right. So I had some of that um, growing up, and um, I think you know, not if if you have escaped any form of church hurt, like I am so grateful that you have. Um, but I think it's pretty common for, for us to talk about there, you know, there are some things that happen here and there and you, you know, people are people and we're all imperfect. And so we have that opportunity to, to just, to get hurt somewhere. And so, um, Jacksonville was kind of that, like, you know what I mean? There's, there's some of those things wrapped up in it too. It's not just the place of my birth and the place that I grew up and I have all these great memories. There are also some, you know, some rough ones here too. Like Jim, like when Jim's not sure if he wants to go back to Scranton. That's right. right? <laughs> Jim's not sure he wants some, to go back to Scranton. I'm not sure that I want to go back to church We don't make too many office references, but I feel like I was super heavy and I'm trying we, to like it. We make all the, the office references. We just don't record them. Right. So, there you go. Um, yeah, so for me, me, you know, trying to find a church home, there are some things that I'd been praying for and looking for and, and searching for. And um, I didn't know what I, you know, I would go weekend to weekend, not really sure what I was going to find and which of the things were going to be things I would see right away and which were the things that were going to unfold over time. But this main thing that I was uh, praying for this thing I was really just strongly praying for was that I would find a church that would value my children as much as they would value me or my contribution uh, that they were there would be a place that would feel like a refuge yeah. to us this place that would feel like a place where you could come in out of the cold 
um, and that they would be welcomed in and that um, I would be the, I would, I, my authority as their parent would be recognized that I am their spiritual leader and teacher and that that would be something that would be important to my home church, the place I'm going to raise them. That's going to be important to them. And man, did that promise get fulfilled (laughs) for me? That was something that, you know, almost right away was just so evident that the, the spiritual, um, authority given to parents over their children and their, their spiritual, their, their discipline and their, their lives and their discipling, all of those things like that, that is something I feel so empowered in that way here. And that my decisions, um, for my children, like I, it's just so important to me. That was so important to me. And unfortunately hadn't been, I hadn't felt that in, in every place. I hadn't felt um, 100% empowered in that way, even though I know the Bible says yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the deal. That, that, that is God's plan. <laughs> that's the yeah. deal. And so that is something that was such a, a fulfilled promise for me because um, as a, anybody who's been in the house with us knows, um, I'm a front row sitter. Yeah. And I like having my kids sit right next to me, you know, like front and center. Like we, I, I just, I like mm-hmm. worshiping alongside them and I like uh, talking about the message alongside them and stuff like that. And so uh, straight out of the gate, we came and we sat down and we were part of the service and they were acknowledged as part of the service and welcomed in as part of the service. And, um, you know, I've, I've had conversations with other people who, uh, came in specifically when we had no kids ministry for that right. year and a half yeah. and how they found Fathom during that time where we every service was a family service mm-hmm. and what that meant to them yeah. and how that felt like a promise fulfilled for them that there was a place that that would not just make something happen for the next generation but would value and care for and nurture the next generation of, of spiritual leaders and teachers and and things because like they will be leading us so soon. (laughs) So there's, there's one of my stories. I could ramble for a really long time about that too, but um, that's just one of those things for me, you know, coming into a place that was already established. This place had already been around for five and a half, six years. um, When, when I came in, um, and one of those, one of the things that was so evident just right out of the gate was that, yeah, these things, this, this, the stuff that you've been praying for, it's happening. It's, yeah. it's not nowhere. It's, it's happening. Yeah. There, there was, it was probably a couple of years before that. So maybe 2016, 17, um, Taryn and I went through a season in which, um, I mean, we were young, we were a young family. I right. mean, we, there was, we, we'd been married for uh, we we'd been married almost 10 years at that point. And, you know, Beckett was, I guess, whatever, however old he was, five uh-huh. or six at the time. Yep. And, <laughs> he and was so we, we had old. a, you know, Camden. And so we, we had two kids and we were trying to still trying to figure out the parenting thing, right. um, had a heart and, and we just, we went through a season of probably six months to a year, maybe even 18 months, honestly, when it's probably fully stretched out where we were just shocked at just the level of, um, dysfunction that, uh, we were running into. 
um, that we were counseling folks with physical abuse in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, um, couples with, like, literally one of them sleeping with a knife underneath the pillow. Mm. Wow. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, we were encountering people who had had spiritual abuse and emotional abuse, verbal abuse that was going on, substance abuse, I mean, just all kinds of abuse stuff in their home and in their marriages and just like just massive amounts of unhealth. And um, it was just a season in which we were just ministering and we were just in the thick of it and they were on our couch, you know, and at one point some staying at our house, like as we're caring for people in that season and doing our best to love them and serve them. And um, yeah. And so we, that, God, in that whole season, God was just churning a heart and a desire um, to to really, because this whole fathom word just means to understand and to understand mm-hmm. this church. And, and that began to take on a new depth as we um, began to have, um, not, not began to, but began to find our own voice and our, what, what's our role in making a difference in uh, families. Um, uh, and it's, and it's interesting. I'll, I'll take you back a, a story. One pre launch, we moved here in April of tw- April 23rd. We left, um, uh, the town we were living in March 23rd, 2012. I told Taryn, we'll be on the road for one month. You know, we'll stay with your parents for a couple of weeks, stay with mine. And then we moved in here April 23rd. So mm-hmm. March 23rd, we moved in April 23rd, right in a month. So I was a man of my word. <laughs> tried to stay a man of my word. And um, so we we ended up like a month later, the only kind of church planning training we got, we got at a random conference up in, I think, Lexington, Kentucky or somewhere up in Kentucky. So we dropped Beckett off with a family member and we went to this kind of day and a half conference. And one of the things I remember them talking about is about Western civilization and church planning is if you're going to make an impact in the culture, like genuinely want to make an impact in the culture, um, you need to attack and focus and, and make a difference in one of the seven pillars of Western civilization. And so um, you need to make a, a difference in the arts, right? Mm-hmm. And move upstream in the arts if you're going to make a difference there. If you're uh, education, like if you're, you want education reform, you want to make a difference in a city, like have people like, yeah. you know, start ministering and reaching out to school board members who right. can make a difference there. Same thing, healthcare, or you could pick all kinds of these different pillars. Um, and I don't even know that um, this one is actually one of the pillars um, and so honestly, when we moved here, my background is in music. Right. And I really thought it was going to be arts. Mm-hmm. Just that was kind of lingering in my head. Like, okay, well, maybe that's how we'll make a difference in this community. Again, we didn't have a whole lot of church planning training, so I'm grabbing on to whatever I got. Mm-hmm. And the so that skills was, that are already in right, your tool belt. Right. Yeah, like, and so like, maybe, maybe that's that. And, and we started our church with like four very talented drummers and musicians who had like traveled on the road. Like... Yeah. Professionally. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is what you're going to do. God, cool. Um, and, and I had also heard, like I'd read in my little bit of research of Jacksonville. I didn't, you know, my Wikipedia research or whatever <laughs> it was pretty, pretty large, um, was, you know, Jacksonville had this pretty interesting history where it was like Hollywood before Hollywood. Yes, right. And so, um, 
you know, for those of you that don't know, Jacksonville was Hollywood before Hollywood. It was. Um, it was kind of the winter filming capital where mm-hmm. New York City was the summer filming capital. Um, Jacksonville was the winter filming capital until, you know, they started giving big tax breaks out there, <laughs> you know, to, to bring them out that way. And, um, anyway, so... And uh, downtown Jacksonville burned to, to, the yeah, burned to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, we need to find another place to do it. So um, anyway, so then like fast forward to this season that we go through and we're just seeing all this unhealth and we really, you know, just start doing, investing more in our marriage conferences and really mm-hmm. seeing that um, resonate and click with people and that we had a voice to be able to encourage and and just provide space for people to work on it and be okay where they're at, but also, you know, desire to grow um, in their family and and in their marriages. And so um, we really began to express like this whole idea of fathom family after that, you know, that that became a part of our vernacular that it was not just, it wasn't just a church. It was a, it was a family of people. And even as we grow, like there's this, this family and this family is not just this the people that are a part of this church, right. that family has grown and extended to people who have moved across the country, who live across the world. That's right. Uh, people who attend other churches but participate with us and are That's connected right. in relationship and listen to this podcast right. and others. And like that family's grown and that's really um, cool and really powerful. But, um, you know, we hit that season and God just really began to speak to my heart and confirm it in Taryn's heart um, that that, that through family was going to be a major part of how we can impact um, culture and society. And, yeah. and um, that that's one pillar, whether it's one of those seven pillars or not, I don't even <laughs> remember, it impacts all the pillars. Right. It absolutely does. And, um, and so uh, we're just going to keep playing our part in that and, and doing what we can to make a difference in, in, uh, in marriages and families. And um, man, you, you start getting healthy individuals, um, you know, who know their identity in Christ and, and healthy marriages like that, raising children that you, you're, you're going to make a difference in the city. You're going to make a difference yeah. um, in God's kingdom. And so, yeah, we're excited to just keep clicking on with that and lots of new vision things of how those that's taken, you know, yeah. deeper roots too. So. It's cool. Yeah. Because as you're talking about these things and and God saying, okay, here's here's the voice that you have in these things and whether it's bringing people to your door or whether it's, you know, bringing, you know, a, a podcast or research or, or whatever to you that just kind of birthing that this, this is where you're going to go with this. I mean, I remember my very first Sunday here, it was already, yeah. what's up, Fathom fam? Yeah, like that was, yeah. that was already very much a part of the fabric here. And I think it's cool because it doesn't just mean exactly what you said. It's not just about you and your family, like your core and no more. It's not about keeping your family right, but like really kind of opening your arms. The other, the other definition of That's fathom, fun, yeah. this outstretched arms and opening your arms and welcoming more people into your family and being open and kind of vulnerable to, to having more family, a bigger family, a growing mm-hmm. family. Um, and that's who our God is. Yeah. It's just yeah. open to this bigger yeah family, this family we can't count, right? Not this innumerable, the grains of the sand kind of family. It's, um, our name is weird. It is so cool. It's weird. Um, I I get all kinds of weird looks and got weird looks and, um, (laughs) we decided that's the name, but, um, it was totally the branding of God. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just, I don't know how to express it other than 
like God just being like, Psh, like, you know, just the, the sound of the sound of the branding iron. Right? That's right. Just, it sounded um, a little bit like air brakes of the truck. That that you saw it, 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 of course, does not uh, supersede our identity in Christ <laughs> um, by any stretch of the imagination. But that word expresses so much of who God is. Right. You know, in outstretched arms, like of that literal old English meaning of the word fathom Mm -hmm. um, in just not being able to comprehend his depth. But he does want us to comprehend being a part of this family, this church, and being a part of his mission so that we can outstretch arms and serve our city and and be an example, uh, be a light in the city. And so... I'm just so grateful that in all whatever creativity I have in in my body, there's no way I could put all those pieces together to 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 truly understand and and have foresight that what he would do. But um, man, it's it's cool. It's fun to be a part of. Well, and it's cool too to know that as he's continued revealing these layers and the the depth of it, that there's something we're gonna learn in the coming years too, right? Yeah. There's going to be something else that we're going to get to to discover together, right? Yeah. That you all, you listeners who are listening right now, you're going to be part of when, you know, as these layers get peeled back and and we are learning the depths of, of more of what he's been putting together and seeing more of the puzzle come together, if you will, or more of the yeah. fabric weaving together, that we're going we're gonna to get to see more of that. And like, oh man, yeah. you were doing that 20 years ago. Yeah. And here here I'm seeing, you know, I'm I'm just now kind of seeing this, mm-hmm. but you've been working this whole time I didn't I didn't even see and wasn't sure what was going on. Someone said to me, one of our, our leaders said to me on on Sunday we were hanging out eating and and they just looked at me and he said I can't wait to see what it's going to look like in 20 years. <laughs> I yeah. just I can't wait. And I'm like, oh, dude, we can't even comprehend it, you know. I but know. Um, I'll tell you one more story, one more story for the road awesome. that just has me, you know, just humbled, you know, um, and, and I've talked to you a little bit about privately, a couple of our, our leaders, uh, know, but goes back to, um, this is not one I, I think I've ever shared on the stage, but right. off stage and, you know, talking to some folks, but <clears throat> back in 2000 and Oh, gosh, I have the date written down <laughs> somewhere because I went back and looked it up. I had Taryn look it up for me. So um, uh, I'm going to, you know, mess up the date. But 2015, 2016, 2017, somewhere in those two or three years, right. um, we were doing this Christmas tree lot. Um, we would sell Christmas trees. Right. And um, it's got to be 2015 or 16, so five or six years ago. And... Um, um, we were selling Christmas trees. We gave away all the proceeds to, you know, um, build houses in Cambodia and, and, uh, which was a cool project. I mean, these people just got a house deeded to them when they had been living in gray water, like huts and stuff. And, That's phenomenal. um, they, they, they built a, they literally, it was called to build a city. They built an entire city for these people, you know, wow. with like running water and like just p- build an education center. It's incredible. People for care and learning is, is, is cool. Um, ministry but they um anyway while we were doing that i was out there and i, I was i'm actually allergic to trees and grass yes, and stuff you and are i was out there my flannel had longer hair and i'm you know just sneezing like crazy <laughs> and um you know cutting off ends of christmas trees and just working you know like crazy hustling that, yeah in that month and um 
anyway, I was just out there, whatever. And, and I had, we, we, you know, kind of a little backstory. We had turned away a lot of people who wanted to rent our facility. We had said no to a lot of people. And um, they pe- people just looking for places to, to hold service on nights. And I'm like, I just didn't want to deal with it. So I just said, <laughs> right. I got a fish to fry. I don't want another thing to manage. And um, So I'd said no for years. And I uh, had two people, two different um, nationalities. One, uh, this these couple of Korean businessmen. And another was a Romanian pastor. And um, th- these two businessmen were just like, hey, we want to we wanna start a, a Korean church for our our kids, you know, it's going to be mm-hmm. Korean, but it's going to have more of the type of ministry that, that you're doing that's um, reaching this generation. And, and, um, we're, we're looking for a Korean speaking pastor who will, who will lead us. And, you know, would you be interested in helping? And this Romanian pastor was an established church and we're like, we're looking for space and, you know, want to be a partner and, and, and be, make a difference in the community together. And for whatever reason, both of these happened in one hour, Wow. you know, and I hadn't, I said no, and I had turned away every, and whatever in this moment, I just paused. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm seriously considering this. I'm going to take the starboard and see what they think. I'm going to talk to Taryn about it. And, um, so I get home, I think it's like Friday now. And she's like, Hey, I forgot to tell you, um, two days ago. And so I had, I'd gotten, I think it was like a Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. She's like, I got this random message from this girl who used to be in our ministry. I haven't talked to her much. And she's like, she said she had a word for me, like from the Lord, Super random. I haven't talked to this girl in like four or five years. And like she says, can I talk? Can we talk on the phone? So she, Taryn's like, yeah, let's talk. Um, and um, for those of you that have ever had anybody say, I have a word from you from the Lord, yeah. you know, sometimes it's going to be awesome. Sometimes you're like, we'll see. Right. <laughs> we'll see. And so um, anyway, effectively, like what this word from the Lord, like the girl skipped all like, hey, let's catch up stuff. And it's going to be a two minute conversation. Here's what God said. Have a nice day. God bless you. And uh, there was, uh, I kind of love that about it. Like, yeah, it was for like, sure. This, this is the word, and I'm you know going to move on, doing what God told me to do. <laughs> uh, and this word was that I'm bringing, essentially, like in my paraphrased version six years later, um, I'm bringing the nations to your doorstep to reach the nations. It was that mm-hmm. type of word. Right. Um, which was when I heard that, I'm like, hmm, like, okay, God just had two different like international ministries, individuals, like two different nationalities come to me helping plant a church, helping, you know, do ministry with this mm-hmm. other church, you know, providing space, you know. Right. But anyway, from that point on, we, we ended up being a part of helping several churches get planted. Um, most recently, a couple years ago with a Brazilian church here and they're, they're still here with us. Um, and we've partnered in a lot of outreach ministry, yes. um, food pantry and stuff and part on doing different projects here on campus, building right. lots. And, and lots of different things. And it's been really beautiful. And, and we've seen that church now explode. Yeah. Um, just explode, not even here locally, but just around, um, the globe. Um, they, they've got all kinds of what, I guess, I don't know how to say it, like network churches in mm-hmm. which they're just pouring into and encouraging. On multiple and continents. On multiple continents around the world. And, um, and so we talk about promises. We talk yeah. about like things that, again, five to seven years on ROI, right, of some of these things. And right. we talk just to just begin to wrap our brain around. And so I guess just to tie a bow on 
whatever I can right now. It's just, we don't even, you know, what, what's the phrase we've been saying? I think it's an old, an old quote. Um, you know, we see, you know, two to three things that God's doing right. right now and we don't see a thousand different other things that he's doing and he's just working, you know, to bring about, you know, his glory and his kingdom. And when we participate in that and we trust him in that, um, over the long haul, um, you know, he does amazing things. I, one of my favorite yes. quotes I heard a long time ago, probably 15 years ago from Craig Rochelle, and he said, we, we drastically overestimate what God wants to do with us in the short run, in mm-hmm. the short term. And we, and we drastically underestimate what God wants to do through us in the long term, right. in the long run. Um, and that's really powerful it is. You know, to me to just like settle in and be faithful. That's right. And just let God be God. Let that's God right. do what he's going to do for his glory and quit trying to make it about us and just let him write the story. And yeah. um, that's the beauty of it is we're written into that story. Right. You know, every single one of us, not just story here, God's story. That's, that's the big right. story that really matters. And so um, what a joy to to be able to to play our part in it. Yeah, absolutely. I love storytelling time. Yeah. This is this is great for me. So I've I really enjoyed this. And guys, if you have questions, you want to hear more stories, we've got stories for you. So ask your questions. We're preparing a, a Q&A episode coming up soon. We've been we'll, talking about we'll it. We'll get there. We we just gotta put on the gotta put it on the calendar. We do. We should yeah. just put it on the calendar. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, so I here's the every thing. Week, like, That's exactly it. Right. Yeah, That's exactly it. The the deal is that I never don't want to talk about right. what you've <laughs> preached on. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the, I don't know. Right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get it on the calendar. But yeah, if you want to connect with us, you can email your ideas. You can email your questions to info at fathom.church. Um, you can always connect with us by texting the keyword fathom to 97,000 and following the prompts. Let us know how we can connect with you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you back here next week nailed it